Blog Talk Radio. This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio to start your free trial membership. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. The Emperor has been expecting you. Where Geekishik and Pandemonium reign supreme. Come to the coast and get together, have a few laughs. Your hosts will discuss everything you need to know about the world of Geek. Oh yeah! So grab your staff, throw on your cape, and roll your 20-sided die. Because it's time for... Dungeon Crawlers Radio. I am. Okay, Welcome. We are. Yay, us. Can everyone hear? Yes. Good. Okay. Welcome to another <laughs> exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Now we're we're back at almost maximum strength again. We- well, so you're saying Zakora is only five percent? Okay. All right. She's 40%. Wow. So, wow. That puts me at the other 47%, and the rest of you are down in the six. (laughs) Oh, you're five and they're half. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Anyways, welcome. Uh, We got. uh, some great guests on for tonight's show. We have, we do. Uh, we had to like bring in an extension for microphones. Have you not scanned the radio stations? There's like three radio stations yeah. that are now playing Christmas the day at like at the stroke of midnight at, from Halloween. It drove me nuts. No. It's just the pre-emptive. Yeah. It is the pre-game. It's Christmas is pre-game. Yep. Pre-Christmas. Well, have you? Oh, okay. Have you, there's been several announcements that have been made that there are several stores that will be opening at noon on Thanksgiving Day for Black Friday. It's like what yeah. the heck? It's like what the heck happened to Thanksgiving? Let's, let's just get ready for Christmas. Our traditions are gone. I mean, yeah. I was never much one for tradition, but anyways, but man, the traditions are just dead. Before that? Yeah. Uh, yep. It's crazy. It, it is. So put up your Christmas stuff in Halloween. I had kids refusing to go up to the door to, for candy for Halloween because my yard was too scary. But then I was playing a lot of 80s music, so oh well. And that is scary. 
I love that song. And and no one lives forever and the thriller. But I I mixed it up with cartoons. I had I had a cartoon video up on the wall. Oh, you guys. And he no longer has a mic. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Hey, I love Boingo Boingo. It's a, yep, yep. So let's move on. Otherwise, we'll just be arguing about Boingo Boingo and Dead Man's Party. So we've got Amber in, uh, and oh, I forgot his name already. Joel. Joel talking about the uh, Christmas Grinch. Sorry, it's Christmas. You got, you got, you got to you turn got your mic on. Yep. There's a little switch up on top. Yep, and then remember, Sorry. To eat the mic. Okay. So now, now you got to talk really close because we've got the filters on, so okay, there's no so background. If you see chapstick on us after, I'm really sorry, but it has sparkles on it. That's okay. <laughs> so it'll be pretty. Just so you know, it gives a character. Yes. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> I'll just have to make sure you don't accidentally lick it or something now if it's ready for replacement. <laughs> But it's so yummy. It's just the core that uses it, so you're good. Okay, well, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not, you know, it's not like a sparkly vampire. It actually exists. No. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, uh, so you're part of, so is this being put on by the group? The um, Geek Girl? So, Geek I am Girl with the yeah. uh, Geek Girls group. And uh, me and Des, who is also the co-founder, um, we met up with the founder of The Giving Grinch. Mm-hmm. And um, she's been doing it for a couple of years, and she hasn't done any huge events. She's done, like, a lot of boutiques and stuff. And me and Des were like, there's tons of geeks, and um, they all love to help each other out. And, you know, now that convention, most conventions are over with, we needed something to figure out with a cosplay. So we're like... We should help her out with a charity event and decided to come up with a cosplay charity event um, okay. to help out. So, yeah, me and Des are the ones that have really put a lot. And, you know, we've had a lot of other people that have been really great to help us out. So, nice. thank you, everyone. We love you. <laughs> so, when is the ch- the charity event happening? Uh, it's November 29th okay. um, from 5 to uh, 9 p.m. And, sorry, I just got a fork. So, if I stutter, then... It's okay. It's coming out. So uh, we're going to have it at Matagogo. Okay. Um, Good place. Yeah, it is. It's a really great place. It's it's really cozy, and the owners have been really great to work with us on stuff. So we're really excited. And we are looking to be gathering donations like clothing, food, toys, whatever. Um, we'll have a place for you to drop off your stuff. And even while you're there, you can come visit Santa Claus. And there's going to be a lot of other great vendors there. And we also have Val from FantasyCon. That's been awesome. And we're going to be there. Yeah. We're going to party. <laughs> yep. Excited. So lots of cosplayers there. So you can come get your pictures taken with mm-hmm. people. Well, any cosplay, because when we have families come in with their kids, we want them to be able to see their favorite characters and want to get their pictures taken with them. So we, anyone, so even if you're actually not part of the committee itself and you want to cosplay, just come visit, do it. Nope. (laughs) Nope. I'm just imagining the picture, all of these cosplayers and Santa. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Talk about your mashup. That could be. That could be interesting. Yeah. Wow. Nice. So, and then uh, later on in the show, we'll have uh, Valerie from FantasyCon, who is right here, sitting hey! right next right to here. Amber. Yes. I'm right here. Heck yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, no, no. No one wants to know who we are. No, nobody wants to know who we are. Everybody wants to know who I am. Well. Your cut out, oh. your cable just cut out on I know, that. Right? <laughs> Everyone wants to hear what. That. That's what, exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Oh. Sad. <laughs> Too excited, it cuts out. Oh. <laughs> no. Well, no, apparently we not. Needed the, <laughs> we needed the mic. Cut off. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, as always, is Revan. Is even more as always. This is a guy named Joe. You're welcome. Uh, that was short. What the heck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> what? Here's the Cora. Wow. All right. So we're gonna mix things up. So geek. Is it Geek Girl Corp or Geek, Geek Girl Girls Group? Corp. Okay, Geek Girls Corp. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is that? Because I know I've seen it around. I'm sure a few people have seen it around. They're asking questions because you've shown up on several Facebook posts on FantasyCon, on Comic-Con, everywhere else, Anime Bonsai, I'm sure. So what is it? So we actually Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. Um, well, being a female... And being in the geek industry, mm-hmm. um, and also our love for cosplay, mm-hmm. it's still kind of hard to find that um, way to have yourself feel empowered and to feel like there's acceptance, any of that out there for you. And there aren't any groups in Utah for um, the support of that. I mean, there you see a lot of groups, but it's just like you know all these guys and all sorts of stuff. And again, me and Des were talking one night and we're just like you know we hear complaints from other girls about not feeling validated and feeling like you know they're not worth as much just because of their love of cosplay or because of their love of geek culture and so we decided that we wanted to create this group to help other females feel empowered and know it's okay to love what you love and Mm -hmm. um also, we wanted to help out with uh, charity groups, and I know that we have a few things planned with Val on future events and stuff, and eventually we want to get to the point where we can recruit other girls that would be part of Geek Girls Corp for charity events. So that way, you know, if you feel like you don't have a place, we want you to feel welcome with us so you can go to those groups and mm-hmm. feel that strength from others and, you know, friendships. Everything. So is this, is this kind of like an initiative where uh, maybe you have uh, a younger female who's maybe exploring cosplay for the first time, mm-hmm. doesn't know how to get started, or maybe scared to fully commit to cosplay because they're being objectified or not knowing where to participate, they can contact you and try to get involved with the team girls on Oh, yeah. We would love to be able to help out because... We know how nerve-wracking it is, and we know how it is when you have people that do objectify you and look at you as 
an object instead of someone who just loves dressing up as their favorite character. And so I know you can't eliminate it all the way, but we want to do the best that we can give those girls the confidence that regardless of what other people think, it's what you think. And Mm -hmm. that if you're comfortable with this, if you're happy with it, you should feel okay. And, you know, Des and I have really built um, on each other's strengths and have our confidence has grown a lot because of this. And so we just want to be able to set that example for other girls of all ages. And so, yeah. thanks. So what, um, so are, are there any like particular instances? Cause I'm curious, cause it sounds mm-hmm. like there were some particular instances where that, that sort of spurred this sort of thing on. This isn't just part of, um, I guess the current trend, I guess uh, mm-hmm. there, there was something personal that went on there. Well, you hear stuff all the time. I mean, I have some really good friends who I guess you'd say would be considered co- professional cosplayers. Yeah. And, you know, they love doing what they're, you know, cosplaying and stuff. And they put a lot of hard work into their costumes do. and everything. And a lot of them get objectified mm-hmm. or, you know, even little girls um, that, you know, I've known or, or have talked to, it's just they don't feel confident enough to be able to wear their stuff or love gaming or anything like that. And it just makes me sad because, you know, with me growing up, I used to have people, like, tease me just because, yeah. like, you like this, you're weird. And it's just like, no, you're weird. But, you know, we just want other girls to know it's okay. And I'm shocked because, like, even our page, we we – haven't had it up for very long. I mean, seriously, it's been like maybe two months and it's already grown to like 860 likes. And we've had people from like the UK contact us mm-hmm. and from around who want to work with us. And we love it because the more that we can empower other females, the better. Yeah. No, I mean, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find us on Facebook. It's under Geek Girls Corp. So Geek Girls, one word, Corp. Um, we're also on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. And so, and we do have a website, mm-hmm. geekgirlscorp.com. And so um, our information's on there. You can contact us through Facebook if you have any questions, want to know how to do something, or if you're uncomfortable and just need some advice, we're more than happy to help. Okay. So then uh, when, you, when you're speaking about the, the, I guess, the sort of discomfort, because like I'm not, because, I mean, we've been, we've talked to a lot of, co- <laughs> lot of cosplayers over the years. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and some groups do this, some groups do that. Some are comfortable, not. Um, how, I guess, how, what is the what is the first step, or what what would you say is the first step towards sort of overcoming the the discomfort and like the I guess the anxiety that comes with I guess going out and cosplay for the first time. Um, well, I understand fear. And I know a lot of it is people try and tell you to be like, oh, just get over it or pull your bootstraps on and deal with it and stuff. And for me, I feel like it's very important um, to accept and acknowledge that you have that fear and to know that it's okay because there are a lot of other people who go through that. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like it's important that, you know, when you go and meet friends who have the same um, interests as you, to hang out with them and you know, build this together. And even then it's like, there are so many communities here and especially even at Comic-Con, if you're afraid to dress up for the first time, just going out and talking with people, getting advice. I mean, there's even a lot of, you know, professional cosplayers too, that if you ask them questions, they're very, very nice responding to you and giving you advice as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, just baby steps. 
don't force yourself because if you force yourself, you're going to regret any decisions and you're going to retract and then you're going to get upset with yourself that you didn't pursue something that you love. I always, I always kind of drew the line in the sand with, um, I'll be a total geek, but I'll never LARP. It's kind of infectious when you see so many people just saying, this is who I am, mm-hmm. this is the character I love, and I'm going to go out there, and people are going to know who I'm representing, and we're going to have a common ground. Um, I may cosplay next year. Like, I, I think you should. So, yeah, like, I'll be like a fat resident. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, you know, a lot of things that I see is a lot of adults, it's like they think, I'm an adult, I can't do that because I'm in the big time now and stuff, and it's like, just because you work, it doesn't mean that you can't have fun and have interests, and life is too short to ignore things like that. It's like, if I'm on my deathbed, I want to sit there and remember all the fun times I had with my friends and conventions and cosplay, you know, like, dang it, I wish I really did better on my presentation, you know? Well, I mean... Just look at Eric Allen Hall. Oh, uh, yeah. He He's is very, pro- by the way. He is very professional, mm-hmm. but you see him at these conventions, and he is all out in every one of his costumes. They're almost spot on 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's having fun. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, then you look at his Facebook page, and he's like, oh, I'm wearing my geek tie, even though, even though he's dressed up professionally every day. You know, he has no qualms about admitting that, and that's a really cool thing. Uh, and it's really great because, you know, the culture has evolved. You know, it used to be, you know, at least when we were younger, you know, and I've talked about this uh, to several people at the table that, you know, when we were younger, you, you kind of hid the fact that you played D&D or that you liked, uh, the, you know, this or that. And the only thing that was kind of acceptable was video games. Mm-hmm. And it had to be certain video games. You know, yeah, you had to at least play Madden or something, some sport video game to at least not be completely <laughs> in the, yeah. You know, but it's it, it's evolved to the point, you know, at least here in Salt Lake, that you can walk down and, you know, go into a convention. You're not getting leered at or made, you know, made fun of. Um, I know uh, little Ben that was on the show, he would often talk about going down to Atlanta for Dragon Con and you'd have the football players and the geeks and there'd be stuff going back and forth, name calling and that, and we don't have that here, which is really awesome. Yeah, it conjures uh, up images of like uh, of like West Side Story, and I'm picturing the Sharks versus the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> geeks and jocks. I'm thinking more like Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> it would be better as a musical number. It would. So you start with a snap, and then oh my gosh, <laughs> hey guys, yeah. yeah. So, is, so, yeah. Is, so is Billy Joel doing all the the music for it or something? Only if his piano transforms. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, something. So, so, so going back here, because I mean, I'm, I'm just, I, because like I said, I'm, I'm still, I'm still in the process of trying lame. to wrap my head around this sort of subculture. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, um, how, I, I guess, what inspires. Uh, going from hey I love this show or I love this this anime or whatever it is uh, to going to now I want to emulate whatever they're wearing like what what is the thought process can you walk me through that well this is for me personally and I'm sure a lot of people are different oh, yeah, yeah. but for me I'm an artist anyways mm-hmm. I've been drawing my entire life 
And so it's not that I just love it, but it's also you you get this respect for that show of all the effort that they put into. It's mm-hmm. like they write their script, they they do their animation stuff, they mess up and have to start all over again. It's a lot of work. And to me, it's like to be able to recreate that and dress as them, it's like hats off to you, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this for you because I love all the effort that you put into it for me. And I'm very grateful because of you, I found something that I was able to fall in love with. And so because of that, it's like, even though you don't work for the company, it's like you have a part of, you're a part of them because you're able to be in that moment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, I guess, so then you're saying it's like more of, you're trying to gain a higher under, a better understanding. Like you, you know, you love it. Yeah. But you want to explore why you love it and get closer to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, I mean, because obviously, you know, we all can't animate our own, you know, animate our favorite cartoons. We yeah. can't do the voices for. Well, I guess we could. We can always just cut out the audio track these days and just do our own voiceovers. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> but but we can't. But there are ways though we can get closer, and, and be more or try to be more involved with something that we love. Is that, is that yeah? What well, and I think it's I think it's okay. I know everyone has different. Um, levels on how they love things. Some of us, mm-hmm. a lot of it is passion. Sure. And you just really enjoy being able to be that person. It's like, say, Disney princesses. When a girl dresses up as a, as a Disney princess, it's like you can't work at Disneyland or Disney World, but for that moment, you actually feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm a part of Disney. You know, and it's okay. just it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting, and I'll tell you when you have to dress up as Star Wars now and be well, yeah. considered Disney. Yeah, but when you have the little kids come up to you at conventions and just be like, "Hey, can I get my picture taken with you?" It's awesome because it's like it's not just for you, but when you see those little kids and the mm-hmm. way it lights up in their eyes, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of the mentality that they set before, kind of, kind of turning again. Kind of curious as to if you look at walking through and you say, "Oh, there's Elsa. Like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing?" It probably depends on your opinion of it, because honestly, people are, are going to say stuff to you no matter what you cosplay as. Mm-hmm. And that's my point of going back is. If you are going to do it and you're going to love it, then you should love it because that's what you want. And no matter what you do, someone's going to say something negative. So it's like, are you going to live by what this person is saying? Or are you just going to decide, I'm okay with this and go do it? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I, I don't know if you guys asked this or not. So is the the group only for Girls or women, or is it for any cosplayer? I know our big focus that we want to be for females Mm -hmm. because, honestly, you just hear stuff all the time. And And a lot of guys that I've met are able to be, like, more brave and be like, I don't care what they think, I'm going to do this anyways. Because there are other groups out there that have a lot of men on it, but um, we just think, I mean, locally there aren't anything of just girls. Yeah. And so that's where we're like, we need to do this. Because, and that's fine. I mean, you know, no, yeah. that is, that's really great. Yeah. We love you men, but 
kind of nice to have girls. You know? No, it is. You know, <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Need to, it, it's nice to have the support of other women or females there that can help support you and like, hey, I know where you're at. I've been there and kind of back you up. Because let's face it, most of us guys' response is rub some dirt on it, go back out and pl- yeah. play. Yeah, and I mean, not all the girls are like that. No. You need more yeah. TLC, and that's yeah. why we understand, and so yeah. we're here. No, you know what? We've actually had a lot of great feedback. Okay. I mean, we've talked to other groups, and in fact, we have other major cosplay groups that are helping us with the charity. Like, we have the Umbrella Corporation, mm-hmm. we've got Legacy Initiative, and we also have Heroic and stuff. And we've heard nothing but positive because, you know, again, you don't hear this out there, and it's just like, um, it's okay. If they have a hard time with us, that's fine because we're doing this for us. Um Exactly. Yeah, we're all geeks. Why can't we just support each other? Who cares if someone did this exact or someone altered it this way? They're having fun. Just barely starting, haven't quite gotten the idea of what I want to do yet. What would, what, what would be your first step? Your, your, your first thing. You need a buck. <laughs> no. No, that was an honorary old man joke. <laughs> um, probably, honestly, maybe put a list together of all of your favorite movies characters, so forth, and narrow it down to something that you love. I wouldn't start off with something um, too much if you're just starting to get into it because you just kind of want to get the feel um, of what you're most comfortable with. Well, if you have, if you know someone who has the skills to help you out um, with the material, then then do it. I know for me personally, I had to get some help with my first one because I'm not too comfortable with a sewing machine quite yet. I'm getting there, but I have no problem admitting that I needed help with some of my stuff because, again, just doing something I love. But well, and as an outsider, I'm not a cosplayer. Um, I just started playing with cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I reached out to some cosplay Facebook pages the other day because mm-hmm. I needed help with a belt for my pirate costume, and I had like 50 people inbox me about. Wow. Who can help me? Where to go get your stuff? Like all, I was like, oh goodness, it was a little overwhelming, but really cool yeah. that everybody was like, hey, I know how to do this, and if you don't know how to do it, I can do it for you. Or here's how you go get the stuff and drop this name at the door, and you know all this. So it was really cool. It's a really supportive community um, on helping you uh, find, I guess, what you need, the tools mm-hmm. you need to become a cosplayer. So here's yeah. kind of the, maybe the taboo question: Is it more important or better to create your own cosplay? costume or go buy it you know what who cares okay i know i'm i'm saying this like you know i actually interviewed leanna vamp and we were talking about this because she does a lot of charity events Mm -hmm. and even with her she was like cosplay is cosplay if you're having fun great who cares if you make it who cares if you buy it if you are having fun and you love doing it do it Mm -hmm. okay why discriminate you know that's a good point I meant that in a loving way. <laughs> who cares? There was some vigor she behind that. Pulling out a knife. Uh, she's like, who cares? She's a knife. That's a spoon. 
is it more important to, well, not more important, but um, do you see more people now creating their own characters, or is it still like I'm going to play this character that's, you know, that's an iconic in media somewhere, or are more people now like inventing their own personas and creating their own costumes based on maybe a role-playing character that they play, or someone they're writing in their own book, or any of that kind of stuff at all? I still mainly see people that are based on characters, but what I've been seeing more is the obscure, like, Kotobukaya figures. You know, okay, so they're awesome. They make awesome statues. Love them. But I'll see people that will be dressing up from figures of them. And so it, it's cool because they're getting more creative or they're taking a main character and then they're switching it around and making yeah, it their own. It, like the Disney yes. princesses into Disney ninjas. That was like the coolest cosplay <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. There was like four Disney princesses in like this ninja gear um, at the last convention that I was at. It was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Well, and even mine, I did a pinup version of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. All right. uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? So, yeah. so, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of only curious. Boba Fett he'd pay attention to. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I have got, I got several more questions regarding this, but um, mm-hmm. uh, first off, is there any other medium that you, that cosplayers, is, is there any sort of um, you're cutting out yeah, there? Cut off a little bit there. Um, there you're being so, censored. I am not you're being censoring censored. yourself. I am, I am so not being censored. But are, is there is there some sort of like um, like a, a standard magazine or a constant website or anything like that that always showcases cosplayers? Because I know you um, cosplayers were featured in this uh, the first issue of the uh, You Geek magazine. But is there something more constant than that? Uh, well, I know a lot of women will tell you Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, I got the microphone. But, I mean, even then, it's like there's still yeah. people that you'll look at the character from the movie or whatever, sure. and then you just draw it out and then just kind of be like, I'm going to tweak this, I'm going to tweak that. But, I mean, just even Googling for inspiration, asking others for inspiration to help you come up with things. So mm-hmm. it's like there's tons of places that you can go for inspiration. Okay. But there's but there's not like a, a standard publication for for something like that that you're aware of. Uh, no, and okay. that's what I like. There's tons of resources. Mm-hmm. It's been great. But it's not confined in one area. Nope. No. Okay. Nope. So then, um, I I guess uh, my next question then is, is there um, I I guess because I, my my whole thing about the whole cosplay or at least my former perception of it was that there was always not the stigma within the community of cosplayers itself. Like, you couldn't do certain things because you would get clumped into one group or you would get clumped into another group. Or, like, if like if you cosplayed as, I don't know, we'll say, I don't know, Attack on Titan because you brought that up and it's still on my mind. But then, but if you did it wrong, you're exiled. Or if you did that, then you couldn't hang out with this group. I mean, how, how is there still the... the Oh yes, look at this. That is what that is what I struggle with because it's just like art. Mm-hmm. You know, people have different perceptions and and the way they paint or stuff. And even with the cosplay, I hear stuff like that all the time, and it really upsets me because I feel like who are you to sit there and judge and tell them how they should yeah. do it? They're already putting 
enough hours and hard work into it, you mm-hmm. don't need to criticize them more. Yeah. And so that's why, again, we're just like embrace each other. It doesn't sure. matter. So then, I'm, then that brings up the next question. Then is mm-hmm. then how do we how do you provide effective critiques of someone's cosplay to actually give them actual feedback so they can improve upon what they're doing? Or if they feel they're not doing it right, you're you're doing something positive for them, but not like buttering them up. And because I mean, if you're just because if you're just giving heaping on praise for no you know just to make them feel better, right. you're not do, you're doing them a disservice. Right. But also the thing is is if you don't ask for someone's opinion and they just come up to you as sweet as possible and just be like, you look great, but if you did this, when they didn't ask your advice, you're, you're still stepping on toes. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah you're but if, they, if they're asking it. you, just like, can I get some advice on how to do this or whatever, then yeah, you okay. can just like, okay, well, maybe this, I think this is a great idea, but maybe if you tried this or what about this option and give them different options, but also I know your tone you okay. don't want to make him feel attacked. Sure. You know. Okay. So so. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> so but so but it but so it is about don't you don't you don't necessarily you don't have to be forthcoming with your opinion, but if they ask you, give right, it. just be tactful about it. Okay. 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 So I I see so much in the media today about stronger and stronger, stricter and stricter harassment policies that you mentioned. Um, so give us some do's and don'ts. If, if we're just a person, I'm just smucky old fat word drew walking around <laughs> and I see someone that I said, that's an amazing talking. What are the do's and don'ts of talking to that person and approaching that person? And in terms of the don'ts, how bad are you going to smack me around? I violate policy. Wow. Um, well, it's oh. <laughs> well, it's okay to come up and say, I love your costume. You did great and so forth. And, you know, it's okay to be like, can I get your my picture taken with you? Don't be sitting there groping them. Don't sit there and stare at their chest. You're going to talk with them, you know. Eye contact. Eyes. Sure. Exactly. Okay. Um, you know, and also try not to take up too much time because there's, you know, things that they need to do as well and they're busy. But, I mean, mm-hmm. be polite and don't say anything that's stupid. Okay. You know, just yeah. like. <laughs> We're through. Out. Automatically. You know, this is, it's really a hard situation for us as FantasyCon because, you know, we've got rules on both sides. We have rules for cosplayers. And then we have rules for the general public. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got, we went, it had to have been two weeks, way too long that we spent on it, but, but yeah. well spent time of exactly what our uh, cosplay rules are as far as what you can wear that's appropriate to our convention. Mm-hmm. Because our convention is a little bit different demographic than other conventions yeah. in sure. the state. We're a little more family oriented. Um, and so we had to go through that. And by doing that, we don't want to make the cosplayer feel like they need to change their costume or that their costume is not welcome. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have to have a rule there because this is our convention as well. And mm-hmm. we've, we've got rules on the other hand of it. We spent a, another really good amount of time training our volunteers and security uh, on how to look for a specific person and what to do when you see it happening. Because I sat down with a bunch of cosplay groups before the convention and went over 
you know, what, what are the things that bother you the most? Well, it's mm-hmm. when the person comes up to me and they're taking one picture and then two pictures and then seven pictures and their hand goes from the top of my back to the middle of my back to down my back. Yeah. Each picture that they take, that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we won't stand so, for it. But so, so stuff like that actually happens. It, it does. Yeah. We've okay. had... Okay, because yeah. to me it seems kind of like a, a foreign Well, because you're not that person. Because, yeah. Cause it, well, I, no, well, no, I mean, but it's like, because yeah. I, I can believe that it happens. But it seems like it's one of those things that I read about on yeah. on the internet. I think it's the mentality like it's far away. Yeah, from I think me. it's the mentality of you're in a big group of people. Yeah, you've got people in costumes, mm-hmm. and usually when people are in costumes, at least the general public, mm-hmm. it's Halloween. And on Halloween, you can do other things on Halloween that you don't do on other days of the year. Yeah. Okay. So the general public, not the cosplayers, but the general public, which is ninety percent of the people that go to a convention, especially in Utah, mm-hmm. have no idea about what cosplay is and who these people are and, and the rules of it. And so they get in there and they think, well, she's dressed real cute. Or he, I've seen guys get groped. I had to literally kick some people out for groping some guys at, mm-hmm. at um, FantasyCon. Not kick them out, but have a chat with them. Yeah. Um, and they just think they look cute. They look nice. They're here for me. They're smiling. Because the mm-hmm. cosplayers are always smiling, and they're like, okay, yeah. and inside they're like, creepy, but outside yeah. they're smiling, you know, and and people kind of push it as far as they can. Not all people, but there is a small group of people that go in that are a problem, mm-hmm. and I think that if other people, the majority of the people, show the respect, then the ones that are trying to be disrespectful can't do it, because mm-hmm. we're all, as a community, holding them accountable sure. at these conventions. Okay. Hmm. Nice. We lead, lead ourselves by... Yeah. By example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can bring your own gropers. You'll have you can Thanks. bring them with you. Groupie gropers. <laughs> wow. Okay. Gropies. So, all right. Um, well, let's take a break. Yeah, it's a uh, it runs yeah, real quick. I know. Yeah, yes. it is. It is. We got to pay the bills. So it's uh, about 20 minutes to the hour right now. You're listening to Dungeon Claws Radio live at Epic Puzzles and Games of West Valley City, Utah. We are uh, we are live with Valerie from Fantasy Con, and we're live with uh, Joel and Amber. If my mic would stop cutting out, uh, from Geek Girls Corp and the Giving Grinch. That's the one, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, Giving the, 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 the Giving Rich Charity Cosplay event. Uh, the lines are open. If you want to ask them anything about, well. Any of those subjects or anything else, you can call us at 
And we're back. Whoa. <laughs> I, well, I have the... N- Sorry. I, I'm going to say this. this I have the number. It's it's in my contact list. I just don't have a phone currently. It's the weirdest thing. When you go from one job to another. Yeah. Work phones. I, I don't want a work phone again. It's so weird. I feel like completely useless because I don't have a phone of my own right now. You have to send everything by smoke signals. Well, it's it's like, I know, it's like, Drew, we're like, okay, we're going to drive up together, and I had apparently left before I got the message of where to meet him at, and so we're like wandering around. It was crazy. So, all right, so we're back on the... We are back. So, uh, very special thank you to to Joel and Amber for being on with us. Bye. Bye. See you later. Thank you for having us. Yep, thank you for being on with us. So, real quick before you take off, are you going to be doing more events with Geek Girl Corp? Yes, we will be announcing more soon. We are actually coordinating with Lovely Val okay. for future events. That's so, my new title, Lovely cool. Val. Lovely. Lovely nice. Val. Because she's lovely. <laughs> so I, I just want to throw this out there. You guys can think about it. But what if you guys come in for like 15, 20 minutes once a month? That would be great because stuff. there's stuff that I'm we sure have there's kind enough. of going on. If I can yeah. come yes. in my pajamas, I'll be here. Awesome. Sure. Yeah, like maybe, the, food. maybe the first Thursday of the month you guys come in, you, Des, That'd and or whoever else. Yeah. Fun. Dry your bone. Ooh. Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, but uh, even our own web page. But probably best on Facebook right now just because we get those little yeah. awesome message pop-ups. Yep. So we'll get to you quicker. All right. Okay. So, yeah. And the Giving Grinch uh, cosplay for charity is going to be at Matagogo on November 29th from 5 to 9. Everyone go. Please do. Donate. I'm it sure you have tons of stuff downstairs. Yeah. You well, and if you're of. unable to go, you can actually go to www.givinggrinch.org, and they have um, a donation for there as well. Cool. If you want to do that instead. All okay. right. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks. We'll see you later. You bet. Bye. Now we're going to slowly transition over to Valerie's and give her the rest of the time and all the craziness. Sweet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what is that? FantasyCon is a really cool convention. Our first uh, FantasyCon was in July, um, over the July 4th weekend and this year. And our next FantasyCon convention will be June 4th through the 6th. So we're going to not do it on the 4th of July weekend, which I think is a huge... Thank you. Huge thank you to... Uh, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so basically, our convention is, it's in the name, FantasyCon. We are more fantasy-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are also, a lot of people think that that's high fantasy, so it's like the knights and the kings and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not all what it's about. We can space fantasy, uh, superheroes, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, but we are more of um, an interactive convention. Okay. So we're a little less about celebrities and a little more about things to do and really immersing yourself into the convention. So we do have celebrities, and they're amazing, but that's not everything that you do there. So, sure. That, yeah. So it's kind of, so is it kind of weird saying, yes, there are celebrities, but they're not the highlight? Of the it movie. is weird because it's against everything I've ever been taught my whole entire life. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I used to do. Um, but so with us, we built, and, and this is giving you guys a little bit of an insight, and my boss may not like that I'm sharing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. So we built a convention based on interaction, 
based on buying a ticket and getting in and not having to pay for anything else and being totally satisfied with everything. Mm -hmm. And then we invited 33 celebrities down and nobody went and saw them. So many other so with celebrities. Like, well, I mean, you know, we were wandering around. I mean, there's just so much going on. The celebrities the, were the wandering line, around. I, I couldn't keep them where they needed to be. <laughs> the the so lines were were a yeah. pain in my butt. The lines Fantastic. were really but, short. I mean, going yeah. to Comic Con, you know, it's like uh, you know Stephen Amell or John Barman, you know, trying to get just to walk up to approach them for an interview was ridiculous yeah. because their line literally went for hours. Yeah. Um, you know, it, with and the exception of John Reese. Yeah. For us. Oh, well, John Reese Davies, um, Which Sean Astin, guy, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a few others that really had consistent long lines yeah. every time we were out. They were out there. But we also did a little bit. Our programmer, uh, Larry Curtis, who I think has been on the show yeah. before, was really amazing at um, scheduling things so that they moved quickly and so the celebrities and the patron were not in lines for hours. We, we didn't want people to be in lines for hours. Now, you know, as we're getting more popular and not on the 4th of July weekend, we're hopefully going to get a little bit longer lines, but it's always a part of uh, what we strive for is that you're not standing in line for a long time. You're not constantly taking your wallet out. That's huge for us. Yeah. Uh, and that you feel like you didn't get to see everything and you ha- you want to come back. Yeah. So, um What's really cool is that tomorrow morning I'm getting on a plane and going to Texas for the biggest Ren Fair in the world because I get to go see how they've been running their Ren Fair for the last 30 years and I get to go play and see what they have because what Aww. we do is we travel the world jealous. and we bring to Utah some of the coolest things that so you don't have to leave the state to go see it. Sure. Okay. So I, I presume, though, that there are going to be there, – there's probably some things that – we just can't avoid paying for, like, food. Well, right. So this year we're going to be at the Southtown Expo Center. Okay. A lot of people a lot of people that. are like, boo, and a lot of people are like, yay. And I was like, well, this is just what we have. So, yeah. you yeah. know, so, I mean, it's, it's what it is. So the cool thing about the Salt Palace um, is that they're really popular and that they're booked out for two years. And people go on the website and they're like, no, they're not booked out. And then I'm like, yes, I need nine days. I know we're a three-day convention. I need nine days. It takes three days to get our 30-foot dragon up, and it takes three days to get it down. And in between those, putting up and getting down, we're going to play yeah. a little bit, you know. So, yeah. so I need nine days. It's not just we're a three-day convention. So you go and you look, and you're like, oh, there's three days here and there, unless we wanted to do it um, conference weekend or Thanksgiving at the Salt Palace this year, or in 2015. It wouldn't because you know why? All of the hotels are booked, well, booked and all of the public transportation is horrible. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Go right over. <laughs> well, and, and let's make that movie. That would be like a fantastic movie. It would be really bad because I, I know... Comic-Con is thinking of doing Fanex that same weekend. Well, because that is Fanex's regular weekend. Yeah. And yeah. when we went to the Salt Palace, they said the only weekends that are still not booked, and this was months and months and months yeah. ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've been trying to put together 2015 since the last day of the convention yeah. in July. So we're going through dates, and we're talking things out, and we're doing this and that and the other. And, you know, they're like, well, there's the, for the weekend, for the nine days that you need, there's the first week in April, and Fanex hasn't booked it yet, and we're like, well, there's probably a reason why, because it's conference weekend. Yeah. And then the other one was around Thanksgiving, and it just, it's not, the one thing that we learned with the 4th of July 
um, in Utah, and I kind of knew this before, but I came in at FantasyCon like four months to the convention, mm-hmm. is that you don't mess with Utah's um, traditions. I've been working in events and promotions for long enough that I know that. And one of the biggest uh, you know, states in the union that has a huge tradition for the 4th of July and the 24th of July is the state of Utah. Yeah. And you just don't mess with it. And so we just didn't, we didn't want to do that. So when what we found was, well, we can go to Southtown or we can, and we looked at different venues all over the state. We went and we toured and I put mock-up maps together and we're trying to figure this out. And, and then, you know, I didn't want to go to Southtown. I really didn't. And mm-hmm. then once I did my walkthrough and I'm looking at things and I'm a visual person, I kind of got to get in there and, and look around. I was like, you know what? This could work. And then I looked next door at Jordan Commons and I'm like, we have a film festival. Look what's right there. Look over at Rio Tinto. We have a fireworks show. Look what could. So we're yeah. taking over the entire city of Sandy. Mm-hmm. And we're making it a citywide convention. Nice. Okay, so utilizing all of the assets yeah. right there. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, we're gonna have to because we need some more parking. So. <laughs> so I don't want to go back station, in that building. Well the track said. station drops off right there. Yeah. There's restaurants over there. There's yeah. local companies. We've already sat with um, the sad, the Sandy. Um, uh, the whole, everyone, I was in a room with like 20 people from Sandy City, you know, and, and talking to them about how we can really be a part of Sandy, how they can be a part of us. Yeah. Um, I've met with West Jordan City of Commerce. I meet all the cities that are surrounding it. We're meeting with them because mm-hmm. we really want to make, if I don't want to keep doing one-off conventions, yeah. you know, we're, we're in Salt Lake, then we're in Sandy, and then we're somewhere else. I want to find a home for FantasyCon in Utah because... Yeah, like if if yeah. if it works out in Sandy, then that will be the forever Utah home for FantasyCon because you know we want to make it consistent and we want to be somewhere where we're building relationships and we're part of the community. We don't want to just oh we're a convention and we're here this weekend. We want to be a yeah. part of the community. Okay, nice. Well, and the other nice thing about being down at the Sandy Expo Center is you have a lot of uh, food places really close. Yeah, we do. I mean, with the Salt Palace. You know, the closest place other is the gateway or the other and there's random free places. Parking. You don't have to there's free parking. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah, that's going to be that's a huge sell point right yeah. in itself yeah. for yeah. any convention. Yeah, there's not a ton of hotels right there. Like, sure. I didn't mind when I when we did it at the Salt Palace that at the end of the day, I could roll out the back door and into my hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was really convenient. But their hotels aren't far. If you look at other cities that you go to conventions in, like if you look at San Diego, you know, the biggest Comic-Con convention yeah. in the world, San Diego, most people have to end up staying about 45 minutes away. Yeah. In Utah, if you've gone 45 minutes, you've gone too far. Everything's yeah. about 10 Ain't to 15 true. minutes. You know what I mean? If yeah. you've gone 45 minutes, you're in Provo. So, mm-hmm. what, you know. So, we've got, we've got a really cool state that everything is really close. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'll probably still be doing stuff down in Salt Lake City, you know, as far as some, some events during the convention. Because guess what? It's 15 minutes away. It's yeah. not California. Yeah. You know? However, you know, that, that 45 minutes to Provo, a lot of people think it's a very long yeah, drive. Yeah, but guess what? You might as well be talking about driving to D- Delaware. <laughs> you know what? People came from the U.K. Oh, I know. Con, yeah. So, Which is, no, I mean, it, it, is a real, it is definitely a different con. I mean, we've yeah. gone to several. It's definitely more interactive. You're going to be doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to be having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. You know, you're right. It's, it's a completely different flavor. You know, we've gone to cons where... 
there have been lines, very long lines, mm-hmm. people waiting for a celebrity. Yeah. And, it, and there's always going to be wasn't, that. At, there yeah. really well, wasn't that much. At every much. convention, there's going to be that. I mean, if you're doing something mm-hmm. right, people are waiting to see what you put together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for us, it's just a different... I'm a huge Comic-Con fan, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I go... I try and go to Comic-Con by myself. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I go for selfish reasons. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like let's, I want to go. Real. I want to go. Um, you know, to do other things. The things I would do at Fantasy Con are not the same things I would do at a Comic Con. Are yeah. not the mm-hmm. same things I would do at a Ren Fair. Are not the same thing. And that's what's so great about Utah. We've got all these conventions, and they all have a different taste of yeah. what a nerd or a general public person can get involved in. The gradient of conventions that have come to Utah in the past three years is just astounding. You know, everybody is paying attention to when Comic-Con came, but we've got Steamfest has been around for, you know, five years, and we have, yeah. you know, all these other conventions that are so cool, and there's a place for all of us. And what's really cool about the community that I've seen is that we all help each other out. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Which is really cool because people don't that don't realize that they're a nerd are realizing, hey, I am kind of a nerd, and it's kind of cool, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not... You know, I didn't, I never played Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I never did. I watched the cartoon when I was little, but I never played the show, you know. <laughs> Those are in my that truck, was, on my DVD player, in my truck. That was a I, I Saturday morning staple. I don't have enough mental capacity to play a game for that long. I, can't, I like Duck Hunt. I'm really into that. Yeah. That's about all I can do with games. But, however, I'm hugely into film. I'm, I love Star Wars more than life itself, but I don't, like, speak the Star Wars language. So mm-hmm. there's, I think everyone has a different, like, oh, yeah. level of nerd, you okay. know, in them. And I, and I think what's cool about FantasyCon is that you can walk into FantasyCon and just like to hang out with your friends and do something you've never done before, yeah. and you're okay. You can also put on a full set of armor and walk in, and you have a home, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it's this cool place where anybody can be. Um, and it's kind of, and my boss said this, and I think it's kind of why I fit here, um, is he was trying to create um, kind of our own sort of Disneyland inside of Utah mm-hmm. that people can afford to go to. Um, and I worked for Disney for seven years. So the attention to detail and branding and fun um, that has been embedded in my brain <laughs> that won't go away yeah. uh, is there. And our team is amazing. The people that have come together for FantasyCon is ridiculous. So it's nice. really cool. Well, I mean, I, I just remember this last year where you'd have people that you'd look at them and like, no, they're not enjoying themselves there. And they're staring at the battle arena and like, oh, man, I want to go do this. And then they would, yeah, and then to, they would and do then it. And then we let them. And, and then, then we handed them a sword and said, go beat your yeah, friend up. And they would do that. They would literally, <laughs> it's like, sign a waiver, but the, they could do it. These would look like guys that are just like, you know, they're the, walking down the aisle. They're the ones making fun of all the people mm-hmm. dressed up. And then they come up to this battle arena. It's like, man, I got to do that. You know, and they go sign away their life or whatever. And they'd charge in there and they'd be pounding each other. And like, man, that was so awesome. Yeah. You know, it <laughs> yeah. Totally talk about it. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that was cool. And then there was the archery arena, which you bring back. Which, that I think the biggest line that we had mm-hmm. the whole convention was the archery range. Yeah. Um, and we ha- we literally have to make more um, of the range. And this year the range is going to be outside. So that's a little little yeah. hint for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and yeah. you also, if I remember right, you had some people that were dressed up as cosplay that were just randomly wandering around that were actually part of FantasyCon. Yeah, yep. You know, because my kids were there, uh, and, you know, 
they were there was a set of dwarves, and they always yeah. they still talk about it because they were just like, you know, they were they acted like they were dwarves, and they were talking, and they would, you know, one ha- had some sort of like speech impediment, and he couldn't say Maleficent, and he and the the other one was like smacking him, like get it right, she's our boss or something like that. My kids just remember every time they're like, do you remember those dwarves? Yeah. You know, and it was so awesome because yeah. they felt like they were. In some fantasy we world, have, myth- we have our own dwarves. We have our own pirates. I love pirates. Nice. If I could be a Jedi pirate, I would be yeah. the well, happiest. Why not? Isn't that Han Solo? I am, that's, I'm actually building that costume. I mean, that's isn't that Han Solo though? Not I mean, really. No. He's Smuggler. Not a Jedi. He's not a Jedi. No. But um, and I've had cosplayers um actually argue with me about yeah. the Jedi pirate because they think that Boba Fett's actually the pirate, so making a Jedi pirate. Anyways, that's a whole different argument and discussion. <laughs> but I get it. I don't care. Um. So we no, have our own no. pirate group. We have our own uh, royalty. You know, we've yeah. got, and they're walking around. I have pickpockets. Oh. And they walk around, and then they act like they're, and then they hand you your wallet back. So if if you got, to, <laughs> so <laughs> they're with Robin Hood and and the Merry Men. So I have the Robin Hood and the Merry Men. Um, <laughs> Should we have classes? Yeah. Fantasy yeah. con pickpocket classes. <laughs> yeah, that won't go down. Uh, that, I don't that think won't. that's. And we sit down on the couch, and we both look at each other, and he just lays down on my lap. 
and I'm like, okay, do was I it pet Billy his... Boyd? Billy Boyd. Billy, Billy Boyd. Boyd. I say, I'm, I'm like, do I pet his hair and ask him about his childhood? And I'm like, no, I'll just lay down on him. So we're just laying there on each other with microphones in our in our mouths, just talking about what we had for our second <laughs> breakfast, nice. you know. And 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 they were just great. They just played and they loved it. And that that's the biggest thing is, you know, we've had celebrities that have wanted to come. And they wanted to charge a lot for their signatures and autographs. And they didn't want to come out and be interactive. And we just said, you know, thanks, but that's not really what we do here. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our celebrities, we talked, we talked them down to what they charge for their photo ops. Um, you know, Simon Pegg, never done a photo op, never done an autograph. They first came back with a price, and we were like, that's not what our people can afford. We That's not going to work, you know. And so... We just, and will you get up and talk? And will you do this? And will you do that? And they're all like, yeah. And the ones that didn't, we were just like, well, we really love you, but that, this is what kind of convention it is, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. It's, okay, so. Uh, Like just hearing the people talk about fantasy, it just it just fills my heart with just happiness. <laughs> like, oh, Yay! I missed the wrong convention. <laughs> 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 you, you did. Well, and we treated we treated the press really, really well. I know that's what he heard. <laughs> and that's, that's he got good. even more jealous. Yeah, before we before and we, we will be doing that together. again. So yeah, because that that is one that is one thing before we before we take our uh, take our break halfway break, break um, is that I, I was I was solidly impressed with how everyone who wasn't the general public, not, you know, not just not just celebrities and the special guests and stuff like that, but I mean, but members of the press. We were, you know, we were treated well, like because we had been to so, several other uh, conventions. We'll you know, say some, certain some cons. Well, yeah, we'll say several cons, um, and some of them, you know, you know, we, we we sort of learned what to expect. You know, what sorts of things are, you know, is okay to treat the press with and treat, um, you know, to to, to treat treat us with. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain conventions that is like. Absolutely, I felt like I got punched in the face, and then and then asked to say something good about being punched in the face. I'm like, no, <laughs> there's. I've been to boot camp. I've never been treated more disrespectfully than I have at this particular convention. Well, I think it's a learning curve, and I think it's also really, really expensive to treat people nicely. And yeah. so, what? at FantasyCon is that you've got people like me and people like Larry and people like Jared who is works in our celebrity handling department. We all work in the media. I've mm-hmm. worked in radio for, and TV and, and for a long time. And we know how we want to be treated um, someplace. And we do want you to talk nicely about us. And so we know that you're going to be there from morning to night you know, which most convention goers are only there for four hours. So you're going to need a place to sit. You're going to need something to drink, something to eat. You're going to need something cool to carry around Still with you. Mine. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and you're going to and, – and a place if you want to, to go live with something and a place if you want to do yeah. interviews, that's your job. And, and if we treat you well, you're going to treat us well. It's a, again, it's oh, about yes. creating relationships, and that's what, that's what FantasyCon is. We're, we want to create relationships. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> we would actually like to create a relationship with you, the listener. So if you want to get your very own free audio book from Audible.com, just click on the audio uh, Audible uh, uh, link on our website, which is Sign up today, and that free book is yours. And it doesn't matter what, like, there's it's not a small collection of books. You can 
get free. It is literally thousands of books. So if you want to get the latest Brandon Sanderson novel, it is yours. If you want to get the latest uh, Ari Salvatore, it is yours. If you want to cat- start catching up on the uh, Monster Hunter series, that is, you can get you can get that. And you can do it anytime you want. Whatever, whatever books you get on this are yours for the rest of your life and for the rest of your phone life. And for the rest of your audible account life, you can actually give this to your kid. It is, it is their, uh, what's that word? When uh, it's their inheritance that you're giving them is this wonderful collection of these wonderful yeah. books read professionally by, uh, by actors and you know, professional readers. So Audible.com, it's books that they read you. <laughs> I had to I had to bite my tongue because I can just imagine hundreds from years now. These are these are historical records, children, that have been passed down from generation to generation. This is the this is the only thing that survived the cataclysm, and this shows how dark the days were in days past. This one is called Monster Hunter International I by, like, they really by Larry Correa. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Download yourself a Sanderson. Download yourself a Rockless or something like that. Yeah. You got like 25 plus hours of a book being read to you. And it's, I'm, I'm re listening to Name of the Wind and Wise Man's Fear right now. So, I mean, that's going to keep my travels through the rest of the year. Yeah. Occupied. James Dashner, Dan Wells, any of those guys. Yeah, and they have discounts all the time too, sales and stuff. So it's free stuff. They were read by various... Spe- <laughs> Ice-T. Yep. Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. They'll be discounted. Yeah, just randomly. All right. So, so, so going back to FantasyCon, you guys have a ticket stop event tomorrow for Hunger, the new Hunger Games movie. Yeah. So tomorrow, um, we are going to be not me because I'll be on a plane to Houston, but my uh, my FantasyCon road crew will be at Station Park with uh, B ninety eight point seven. And we are bringing the archery range out oh, because really? nothing says uh, Hunger Games like shooting somebody <laughs> with, uh, with a bow and arrow. You can't, shoot, you can't shoot anybody. We're going to have targets that you'll shoot at. Um, and we have one of our cool cosplay backdrops that we had at the convention that you can also grab a bow and arrow and like take the, the picture of you looking like you're from the Hunger Games. Uh, but you can head down there. It's a free event. 
Mm-hmm. It's from, I believe, 6 to 8 p.m. right by the ice rink at Station Park. And uh, B98.7 is going to be giving away, um, uh, I think, gift cards to go see the Hunger Games. And well. we're going to be giving away a lot of cool fantasy con stuff as well. Um, I just sent uh, the 99 trivia questions of uh, from the film, not the new film, but from the old films, uh, over to the crew so that they can do some trivia and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, go out. It's going to be free. Give and me some giveaways yeah, as well. Yeah, go play. I totally want to thank you. This is going to be a light bulb moment where I can go and take a picture uh-huh. and, and look like I'm part of Hunger Games with the bow. Yeah. So, I would not see this be a Hunger Games contestant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is the best thing ever. <laughs> Fatness ever day. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. I like I like the Hunger Games. I'm not. Oh. I've never read the book. I'm not like hugely like. I don't wear the pin like you see some people wear the pin. But we are going to do, this was, I thought, it kind of gives me chills thinking about it, but we are going to do a little uh, uh, Mockingjay whistle flash mob tomorrow. Nice. So they're going to play, they're going to play the whistle and everybody's going to stop, hold their hands up kind of like Hitler, Uh, and then whistle. Cool. I feel like it's... Yeah, it kind of is. I don't, I just, anyways, it's not Hitler, kids. It's not, it's not... No, yeah. it's right here, and and you smile. No, yeah. she always has a mean face, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. scout. Yeah, yeah. I feel like go. a scout. There you go. Hitler more scout. Yeah. Um, so, but and so everybody can. I cannot whistle to save my life, so I'm glad that I won't be cool. there pretending to whistle. Um, but it'll be really cool, and everybody that does will get a prize. So okay. I like yeah, to I like to bribe people cool. with things, so I like to give away prizes. Um, I know I love prizes. Prizes are the best. It's going to be at Station Park in Farmington. Uh, Station Park in Farmington. Uh, all of the information is on our Facebook page, and it's free again. And uh, Station Park is kind of a cool little place. Yeah. Uh, we are doing another uh, event there next month for The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, but what's cool about The Hobbit is I, uh, and this is just between us. We don't want to tell anybody else because I haven't really announced it yet. Um, is that uh, <laughs> FantasyCon is actually buying a theater for The Hobbit, and we're going to invite some of our closest friends oh, opening weekend cool. to come, to come um, see the film. That'll be really cool. Are the, four of us, are, are the four of us on that list? <laughs> hey! Hey! Because he knows. Because he knows I have been, right? Yes, oh. I've, I've, talk, I've, I've talked to her. What I kind of want to wow. talk about, though, is we've got a really cool event in November. Yeah, uh, I was going to talk about that next, though, yeah. on the 21st. Yeah, um, so November 21st, we are going to be at uh, the Viridian, which is at West Jordan Library, and we are starting a program called uh, Literacy Through Fantasy. And one of the reasons that FantasyCon was even thought of is that Josh Patel, the creator of FantasyCon, lived out in this country house in the middle of nowhere in Kansas and the first ever, you know, evidence he got of fantasy was reading a wrinkle in time. Mm-hmm. And it sparked it for him. Okay. So when you're out and you have nothing to do, you have nowhere to go, you're in the middle of nowhere or you're you know, you're in the city and you need to be brought away, you read a book. But unfortunately there are a lot of people and kids in the United States that don't own a book. They have no books at their house. 
if they go to school, they have books there. They have to leave them there. That's not fun because whenever you get into a good book, you're at home, like in a corner somewhere reading it. So I thought about starting this program uh, called Literacy Through Fantasy, and we are going to have a huge kickoff party on the 21st from 5 to 7, and we are doing a book swap. And a comic book swap. So you can come and bring a book or a comic book that you are done with, and you can swap it out for a new book. And you can even come and donate books. And all the donated books are going towards uh, the Head Start programs in Utah and to the Boys and Girls Club. So not only are we going to go drop them off and donate them, but when we donate them to the the Boys and Girls Club and the Head Start Club, is we're actually going to bring our dragons and our cosplayers and our storybook tellers, and we're going to read them the books and we are going to interact with them, and then we're going to send them home with the books. So uh, this is going to be a program that we're doing for a long time, and we have a lot of local uh, Utah authors that want to come be a part of it. They're going to donate books. They're going to do signings. They're going to do readings. um, And it's going to be a really cool um, party about reading, and we're going to have treats and prizes and all that kind of stuff. So another question is... <laughs> now she, she's asked. She's. I've talked with Val on this, and so uh, the question now is at the table: Do you guys want to do a live show from this? Um, it's yes, a Friday. The correct answer would probably be okay. <laughs> I'm okay. He kind of just put you guys. On the spot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Joe was the saying yes. I think he yes. said yes. You guys yeah. are going to come play. No, right? I mean this would. It would be fun. It would be really fun to do this because I mean that. That is one of the great moments, you know, when you see a kid get really excited over a book or something like that. Uh, you know, much like Josh, I had a very similar uh, instance where it was a book. You know, I got my first book, and then I have way too many now, to the point yeah. that uh, Drew had to carry most of those boxes up to my upstairs. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, this! <laughs> you know, I, again, I was in Provo, and some people think it's like driving to Delaware. It no. is. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it would be great. Uh, you know, especially with comic books there. Yeah, you know that. Well, that's like, and, I mean, books, originally with really comic cool. books, you didn't throw your comic books oh, no. away. When I you still were done reading your comic books, you went and traded them with your friends, yeah. and I love that about comic books. And so. We had, and it wasn't too successful the first year, but we're bringing it back again to FantasyCon 2015. But we're going to have a trading post there where you can come and bring your wares, your pins, your pogs, your, your books, and you can actually, you can't sell any of them, but there's going to be an area stanchioned off, and you can come and show everybody your dorky stuff, and you can trade your dorky stuff with other people's dorky stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's where we're going to bring that. We have a lot of books. So we're working with the Salt Lake County Library System uh, for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be at different libraries all throughout the year um, doing these small events and taking book donations and, and stuff like that. But this is going to be our bigger event, um, just kicking it off. And I'm really excited. And it's not just for kids. Like this is, oh, no. you know, adults can come and, and trade their stuff as well. Um, I think that you shouldn't ever grow up. I think that, you know, we've got our responsibilities, but I'm all about shenanigans every day. So, and I get paid to create shenanigans. So that's really fun. Oh, man. I'm always looking for an assistant. I don't have enough assistants. (laughs) But the question is, is it a paid job? Uh, (laughs) There it is. There's the answer. A few of them are paid. A few of them are paid. Hmm. I wonder (laughs) if people actually want my VHS tapes. (laughs) I literally found like four boxes of anime that are all on VHS. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that might be... 
I don't yeah, have a VHS player anymore. I know. It's you know, I can I can MacGyver one. I know how VHS works. Lots of. It is. It is oh, I amazing. I I want to do more there. I went there to have a meeting with them, and I'm walking through it, and I'm just like, this is a really amazing one library, and the building, the the conference center is really really cool, and we're gonna have some cool stuff. We're bringing our dragons down, so you can come and meet one of our dragons. Uh, we're gonna have face painters and cosplayers and food and all that fun stuff. So, You're not bringing the free. the big so. dragon, are you? I am not bringing the thirty-foot okay. dragon. I was gonna say, but we have wow. four. We have four Chinese dragons yeah. that mm-hmm. we bring, um, and they're really fun. So we'll bring them and some of our backdrops, and there'll be cosplayers there. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, turn that mic yeah off. I forgot about that one. Forgot that it was on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it it is a really nice one. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna cosplay your house. <laughs> Yay, well thank you. Yeah, everybody come down. Again, all that information is on Facebook. Uh we do a lot of stuff on Facebook. You can go to our website anytime, but we do a lot of contests on Facebook. We just mm-hmm. uh gave away some tickets for Big Hero Six. We went and saw the the pre screening last night. Amazing movie. I want to go see it again right now. Um, but we're gonna be giving away tickets to the Hobbit. We're gonna be giving away whatever I get in my hands I, I try and give away. So uh go to our Facebook page, Twitter and uh Instagram. So Wow. You guys are busy. We try to be. Yeah. <laughs> What's really cool is that next week on our on our uh, website, we are going to be posting our volunteer link, so you can register to be a volunteer, and nice. our vendor link. Uh, we just got through doing our it's our third rendering of the map of the convention, and it looks really cool so far. Uh, but we will. We will be bringing on more volunteers. We will be bringing on some paid part-time staff in January. Um, so just stay stay close to our Facebook page because um, we we update that a lot with everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing about volunteers is that you can't have a convention without them. Literally, if I didn't have volunteers, we would be done. Mm-hmm. And so we take that very seriously at FantasyCon. We have built a program for our volunteers to make sure that they're taken care of. And and I take it very personally when somebody has a bad time as a volunteer. Uh, so really, we want people that are passionate we want, you know, about either helping people or about fantasy genre. Um, if you want to be a celebrity handler, don't tell me that you love celebrities because you won't be on that list. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> so it's, you know, what we're really looking for is people that have stamina, that are patient. You've got to be really patient. You have to have good customer service, and you have to want to help because, you know, we're going to have long days, even when you think you're going to volunteer. And I've been a volunteer. I volunteer with my family, with my child, um, at least 28 hours a year, and that's minimum, you know. So 
you have to know that things are going to change. And that's why I love my job. Being the event coordinator, I do it because I know that 40% of everything that I plan is going to go wrong. And I actually like that. It's weird. I have a problem. It's a 12-step program. (laughs) But I love putting out fires. I love knowing that my my job changes. I and if you're aware of that as a as a, an employee of a convention or a volunteer of a convention, knowing that things are going to go wrong and that we have to fix them, you'll be okay. And so, just people and and last year I did have some people that were under 18 that want, that volunteered as families, um, and, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I I can't have little kids running around volunteering, but I can have you know like my 13 year old volunteers with me. Um, I had other people that had kids that needed to get volunteer hours for their scout badge or you know for school or something like that. Yeah. We're all for that. Um, but basically, people that want to help um, and people that don't mind helping. That there's if you know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. there's people that come in to help, but they don't really want you to tell them what to do. This is kind of that. Like, I, you have to follow protocol even yeah. though you're volunteering. Mm-hmm. You know, this is you're dealing with people, and, and we need to take care of them. So. Yeah. So, so what is the most common misconception, then, that people seem to have when they volunteer? Because that seems like, because when you're soliciting volunteer help, that seems like that's going to be a problem you run Gosh, into a you know, lot. With FantasyCon, I didn't have any misconceptions because pretty straightforward off the bat when we did our our orientations and our trainings, we told people like this is what FantasyCon is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our these are our goals. These are our expectations of you. Mm-hmm. Um, what this is what we're going to do for you as well because obviously they're giving us their time. Yeah. We're going to give back to them. We try sure. and take really good care of our volunteers, and I feel like we had some hiccups, of course, like we're going to every year. Yeah. We're going to improve on a lot of things. Um, we have regular meetings with people from every aspect telling us what worked and what didn't work, and we still have events all year long, and I have to turn people away to volunteer at these promotional events because mm-hmm. there's too many people that want to come and volunteer just just to come. Like I'm not giving them really anything yeah. except for – you're going to come hang with us and play and it's fun. And that's really great. Um, I think Utah is really great for volunteers. People want to help in Utah. That's, you know, one thing that we're not in short, uh, in a shortage of um, in Utah is people that want to get out and be a part of their community, mm-hmm. which is really cool. There, there aren't other States that are, that are like that. Yeah. 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 All right. So they can find you. So the, fa- the FantasyCon page is just fantasycon.com. Yeah, com. Um, Facebook is FantasyCon. Uh, Twitter, I think, is also FantasyCon. You can um, hashtag join the adventure. Um, I give away uh, prizes to people that randomly post and hashtag join the adventure, like that has something to do about a fantasy post or you dressed up or whatever. Um, if you want to get a hold of me because you want to be a part of uh, one of our community events, you have uh, a charity that you want us to be involved uh, with, or you might want more information to be a volunteer. It's Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, at FantasyCon.com. I know that's dangerous to give that out there, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Tens. You can Tens. all email me. Um, but, yeah, we love, we love to get involved with um, charities. We love to get involved with community events. I have our calendar until next September. So if you want us to do something, get a hold of me now. Yes. Yeah. Now okay. is the time. <laughs> yeah, it was Thank you. Hand, hands Thank down you. the best one that I ever that we've the, ever done in Utah. That was the first that con that you was. that you said on.
So fantasy con is your selfish thing, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully we will, you know, um, you'll love it again in 2015. Um, you know, there, we're not unveiling a 30-foot dragon this time. and You know, we've already unveiled yeah. it, but we, will, we are working on more creations. We are working on more interactive elements. The things that I want to tell you right now that I can't tell you is Aww. amazing. Uh, but I will come back, and I All will right. tell you more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we are actually building a bigger world for the artists. Um, okay. We are also... Um, Gargoyle Alley was one of our biggest uh, attractions because in Gargoyle Alley we had fire. So yeah. Gargoyle Alley is going to be bigger this time. Yeah, that's um, fire We are answers. moving Drifter Woods outside. So Drifter Woods is going to be outside of the convention center but still inside the convention center if you kind of visualize how yeah. that works out. Um, and so because we're going to a place that's a third of the space of where we were at before and everything that we build is big. So it's not like we just have vendor booths and a celebrity lane. We have creations, and mm-hmm. nothing is under 15 feet tall. So it's a little bit – we have to yeah. get creative with how we utilize yeah. the space. And I, I'm really excited with how we're utilizing the space um, at the Southtown Expo Center and over at Jordan Commons. Nice. <laughs> Eddie and I have had you know, numerous um, just shenanigans that goes along with the map. Um, you know, I think I came in, like I told you guys, at four months, two last time. So really like three months, two, because it took a month to acclimate. Um, and I think I went through like 25 different versions of the map from when I was there. I'm in charge of the map from the start this time. And we started it a couple of weeks ago, and it's already at number four. So, um, yeah, yeah, ice carvers. That's a fantastic idea. I'm feeling it. (laughs) I tried to trademark stuff. It's really hard. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. We hope everyone gets really excited. uh, As you can tell, many of us at the table are excited about this convention. It's unlike anything you've been to before. Very interactive. Your kids are going to have fun. Your family's going to have fun. I mean, it's, you know, one thing about other conventions is, yeah, it is fun going to those. More often than not, you know, especially your kids, they're going to get frustrated because of lines. It gets crowded. This, you know, one thing you guys did great, there's a lot of open space. There's people moving around, and there's always something to keep yourself busy and do. So um, you need to go. <laughs> Yeah. The green, the green yeah. monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Not so this time. Yeah, it was really great. It was amazing how the community has just rallied around this smaller convention. And it's crazy that we're saying it's smaller because we were 55,000 people our first year. Um, But compared to, you know, the other bigger convention that that it's relatively small, 
and it's it's not a name that came from any other convention. It's yeah. never. It, this is ours. This is Utah's. Yeah. We built it here. It's named here, and people are just really excited about it, and we're really excited about that. So we really are listening to what our fans are saying, and when we're doing our additions and subtractions, mm-hmm. we are listening to the volunteers, the vendors, the cosplayers, the community that came, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, one more thing I want to throw out there. Uh, I don't know how much time I have, but um, November is going to be a month of surprise announcements on our Facebook page. So um, things are coming and you're going to want to hear about them. Um, and if you don't hear about them, you might wish that you had after it has happened because you will miss out on some cool things. <laughs> so I, I would stay tuned to our Facebook page, you know, often. Um, but those of you that didn't get a chance to, like, buy the bag or buy things, we are going to be having a holiday sale um, on December 1st. Okay. But there's going to be a huge announcement that will happen before then that you'll want to know about. So stay hint, tuned. Hint. <laughs> pay attention to it will save you money and you and it will get you more stuff. Like oh, the, like okay. the Facebook page and like then the Facebook page. then stock it every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then play uh, play in your eyes by Peter Gabriel while yes. holding the boombox above your head. Yes. John Cusack Free every fresh. time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for coming Thank on. You. Uh we're going to take a small break, folks. Uh while we Say goodbye to Valerie, and then we will return with Gamer Forge because we have five Gamer Forges to get through. Boom! I know. Well, we had we had some last week too. Yes, we did. Yeah, that's true. I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, uh, no, no dissing, no dissing. All right. <laughs> we will. All right, we'll return. All right. Maybe if my studio works. There we go. When you were just a young girl still in school, how come you never learned the golden rule? Don't talk to strange men, don't be a fool. I'm hearing stories I don't think that that's cool.
Yes, bring back the world, Pikachu, because it's time. <laughs> We're bring back. It back because I'm tired of falling. Yes, we are all tired. I don't even know where Drew is plugged oh. in. Where are you plugged um, in? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're the green one. I'm green right now. I don't even need to have this one over here now. Nope, hey. this microphone. We are back down to our core four. So, once again, uh, Dennis Crawler's Radio. If you are just now tuning in, well, I'm sorry, you just met us you out just, on two great interviews. Two amazing interviews. I mean, this is a nice thing about doing the smaller ones. We got lots of information from Amber and Joel. Yep, yes. Talking about uh, Geek Girl Corp. Well, Joel didn't well really as, say much. No, he didn't. He just smiled and kind of nodded. I think she was, he was her uh, protection from, you know, she he was her uh, bouncer or whatever. That, yeah. Because, you know, we we are here in West West Valley City, Utah. So um, uh, I gave you your mic stand. With that said, uh, we are live from Epic Puzzles and Games, as we are every week. And we are going to be having lots of fun moving forward. I mean, we, we've yeah. got some great guests coming up. Um, as you, you know, we had Valerie from FantasyCon on tonight talking about the stuff with FantasyCon. Yep. There are two great events coming up. You need to go do these. Uh, like ASCP, uh, you know, tomorrow they're giving away tickets for the Hunger Games, uh, the new movie coming out. Then there's the book, comic book, book swap on the yep. 21st, which uh, we will be do- broadcasting live from. Um, with that said, uh, we got Shaylee MacArthur talking about her new book next week, uh, The which Dan Wells has nothing but high... This is things to say about her. So in the mysterious interview that oh my disappeared God. into the aether. So yeah, I, this is the I know what happened. talked about, yes. correct? Yes. I know what happened. Uh-huh. So come to find out, the internet here died Ooh. during our... And I used to have a backup program that recorded everything on the laptop mm. that had not been installed after the re- setup. Mm. But that's on right now. So even if it dies, we still have a backup. Yes, I know it sucks. The following week, we will have Craig Nibo coming in. We're going to nice. be talking to him yeah. about his new book, and you Geek Media will be returning. And yeah. then it's Thanksgiving. Yay. So we won't be here on Thanksgiving. Everyone, right. you know, stuff your pie hole, have fun, <laughs> and we'll be doing the same. I'm going to pie drink, my stuff drink hole. Drink plentiful. <laughs> don't try to, try to not talk about talk smack towards your, your aunt. We know you don't like her. But, yeah. you know, if we want, we, like- can do, we can do a Thanksgiving show together, and then we'll just broadcast of that day. We'll just have to do it on a different day. Uh, you guys think about that. Let me know. Mm, turkey. December is booked. I mean, we're booked throughout December. and We're almost booked through January. Uh, Johnny Worthen's coming Yeah. back. Or he's coming on the show for the first time. Excuse me, not coming Hi back. Guys. And then we have uh, Carrie Vaughn coming back. And this is something else we're going to try to do is we're going to have one show a month where we don't have any interview. Whoa. We're just wow. going to do stuff. And the reason I'm going to do this, I, I, you know, Flagoon and I kind of talked about this, but obviously people like your Halloween episode. Really? Because it is the ninth highest rated show this year. Wow. Right. You should not have said that. That's, I know. That's usually what Flagoon happens. Flagoon is not going to let you live that's this That's usually what happens when I run things. Any... Yeah. It just, it just, it's just it's awesomeness Crap. compacted with, like, even more awesomeness. But the, like op- the awesomeness sixth, cubed. Well, I, I have to throw this in now just to knock you down a peg. The sixth highest show is when it was Drew, Joe, and I. Oh, bam. Eh. <laughs> bam. That's just, be- that's just because Halloween hasn't had much time 
to gather more. However, of my... the highest rated show is Bob Salvatore. Well, of course, because yeah. oh, it also happened to be the worst sounding show we've ever. I know. Done. And you know the Bob, thing is, we I apologize. Mean, we, Please call we in found so out we can do why that again. It was because it was a, uh, an option setting on my uh, laptop. Yeah, and my laptop completely was not willing yes. to connect. Yeah. So let's jump into the game reforge. We're gonna go through these. Clang, 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 I'm going to start ding, with ding, 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 the ding, most ding, difficult ding, one. Okay. So, uh, Game Master 2014 writes in. Hello, Game, Game Master 20, 2014. Master? Welcome to the... Yes. Okay. Help me, double exclamation points. I am a novice Game Master dir- uh, directing my first game. My players have recently discovered the mage in the group can cast Create Memory. The spell reads, permits creation of new memories in the target without necessarily erasing the pre-existing ones. Most of the time, unless very deeply rooted memories are modified, the person affected will feel slightly confused, but will be convinced that his memories are real. The caster determines what information he is trying to induce, regardless of its complexity or duration. The spell allows for a save, uh, but typical level 0 peasants need to roll 80-plus on a D100 to beat the difficulty. So most of the time, they will be affected. It, however, allows for an extra resist throw each time their fake memories are contradicted. The problem is, they are now using it to get away, or to get anything they see that they want. For example, they see a nice sword at the weaponsmith. They change the memory of the owner so he remembers they already paid for it, and just walk out with it. How should I deal with this? Should I just let them take anything not heavily guarded like that? Or have more important things guarded by more resistant NPCs? Or should I do something else about it? Some uh, background on magic in the setting and people's re- reactions it, uh, to it might be helpful. Please, please help wow. me. Wow. I, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to reserve. I'm going to reserve. Wait, I can't hear answer. Joe. Yeah, you, because my cord is there we go. All right. janky. All right. Okay. So, there we go. Let's try this. Okay, so, hold on. Uh, what? Pl- hold on. Just swap your cord out. Yeah, swap cords. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Quickly, quickly. Go, 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 go. The show's going to implode. Oh, he's not on. Oh, no, yep. Why is he not on? Where's that cable going for? This is great radio. Woo-hoo. It's the, the twirly one. Oh. Because <laughs> he's not even hooked in. Yay! We are... Professional radio. Just okay. I just connected the proper one. Okay. So. Oh man. So so like if so if the the uh, so if the cast of Inception were a bunch of petty thieves and uh, yep. <laughs> yeah I mean that's, that's wow I, I thought the cast of Inception were a bunch of petty thieves. No, they were very high class. They were high class. Okay. Very high class petty thieves. Mm-hmm. But like using it for effectively what what amounts to the the pettiest of. Uh, the pettiest of crimes, which is trying to get something very, very expensive for little or no effort. Yeah. So what you're what you're really dealing with is is like you got a group of people who are playing with fire. Yep. Oh yeah. With real fire. And so I'm not saying you even have to deliberately throw in, you know, create an NPC who is just somehow super resistant to this sort of thing and can totally squash them if they get caught. But this is one of those things that is like they're the more they do it, um, you know, they're. Um, the more attention they're going to be basically kind yeah. of building of themselves. Yeah, yeah There's, there's going to be some higher level characters, kind of uh, background characters, that are going to notice that these people are getting away yeah. by doing something that, you know, do, by using the spell that they know how to use. Well, really, uh, I mean, because all they, all they have to do is, like, make that, that one 
quote unquote air quotes purchase. Mm-hmm. And and they're they're drawing the attention of like maybe like uh, some underworld racket yeah. because they're like let's say you know, like you know they wind up with like a thirty thousand gold piece or whatever uh, item or weapon or whatever yeah and that happened to have just you know you know someone's going to notice that somebody's walking around with a big piece of in, in equipment that they shouldn't have. And so, so there's sort of a, uh, so there's a sort of thing is you're drawing that undue attention, and not just because you're using magic, but because you possess something that you shouldn't have. Yeah. And so, um, so really, so you don't necessarily have to have the direct consequence be, well, the shopkeep catches you doing it, and now you're busted by the town guard. It's like, no, you, you know, you walk around with whatever you got, your ill-gotten gains, but someone who ha- who is well connected is going to start hassling you over it or to steal a uh, page from uh, R.A. Salvatore perhaps the shopkeeper's a dragon ooh ooh, ooh. yeah so, well, so and then just, then you that, tried to replace the memories and oops you get eaten <laughs> well see that and it's like you yeah you, you could do that i mean that's a, certainly a viable option uh, that wouldn't be cuz i mean that's almost a little too that's a little too deus ex machina but it is, it, it so, is well it's not even deus uh, it, it's not it's not very subtle. Yeah. So th- there are a lot of things you can do well, here if we want to yeah. get into like the suggestion portion of the answer, yeah. I guess. Um, so here's a rule I live by in life. Um, there's always somebody bigger and better, and I learned that uh, years bouncing actually. Yeah. That there's always somebody bigger and better out there. Now that could mean that there is somebody in your world doing the exact same thing that your characters are doing on a little bit larger scale, Mm -hmm. meaning that they think they have the best equipment, then they turn the corner and they realize they were ripping off the pawn shop of magic items instead of the the storefront of magic items, and someone's got bigger and badder, and they're going to take it back. So that's one way to kind of go about it. Or there's another, you know, they are not the only adventuring group out there. There might be another group out there that has even, that's running an even bigger scheme on the town, and they just kind of like run them effectively. So now they've just made these horribly powerful enemies well, that yeah. could well, so essentially I mean, erase their existence. So, so think about it in the fact that um, maybe this store owner is actually running it on consignment, right? Yeah. And so a lot of store owners may not have, you know... 200,000 gold pieces that they can afford to put inventory in their yeah. store. Yeah. So an adventure goes out, they loot it, they loot it, I'm doing a very simplified explanation here, but they go out, they go into a dungeon, they loot it, and they're like, ah, this stuff is crap to me, I'll sell it on consignment at the storefront. Now you're stealing from a consignment, and now you've got a big bad guy who is really pissed off that you've stolen his goods that he yeah. was expecting yeah. to get paid on. Or when in doubt, Cthulhu. Well, <laughs> always good. Always. I mean, always. Another suggestion, you know, store owner has a wife. She's probably tracking the books. Yeah. And she questions him, and you know, maybe that maybe she's a cleric, you know, a goodly cleric in this town. Uh, you know, there's some several options. You know, she's well. Where's the money for this? You know, she starts questioning. Find out. Oh, I sold it. And well, no, we don't have the money. You know, and then she reports that, and you know, who knows? Uh, there's definitely ways that. Eventually, yeah. their fingers are going to get caught in so, the cookie jar. Uh, so I guess my question, thinking about this, stepping back a little bit, because my first, well, my next suggestion was going to be, yeah. So let's say we go with your idea, Revan, mm-hmm. and the wife keeps the books because the husband runs the store but doesn't have 
the an overabundance of education, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe he's um, just really good. He doesn't know numbers or he doesn't yeah. know words, right? And mm-hmm. so he can't keep it. And then um, you, as a DM, could then say, "Look, uh, he's got a little bit of a drinking problem or a gambling problem." And now the wife thinks that he is completely throwing all his money oh, yeah. at those issues. Now she leaves him. Now you know it, it could go darker and darker to the point. It, it, that was my first train of thought, but then I stopped and pulled back and said, why are heroes doing this? Yeah. Right? So yeah. unless you're specifically running a group of morally gray or evil characters, what they are doing is evil. Yeah. Right? Yeah, if they it, are, it wrong. Even if they are chaotic good or yeah. lawful neutral, yeah. that is an evil oh, act is an evil that act, they're yeah. doing, and that goes against your character. So if they do it, freaking strip their powers, man. Just put them right down to peasant levels. They have no superpowers, right? They can't use the stuff. If it has a, a trigger on it, they obviously can't trigger the ability. Um, what they are doing, if, and if there's like a cleric doing this, I will go a, I will go apy on these people for doing that because the whole town's it, going apy. Yeah. So I think we probably, I think we pretty much put this whole thing kind of the bed. Yeah, we got, we got I, mean, I could talk one, about this. Yeah. Yeah. We got four more. We yeah, got four more things to go. Fine. If you yeah, want, and if you and wanna, we got ten minutes to do it. Okay. So uh, one final suggestion: if you're looking for uh, just a good solid example of seeing what happens when you do this sort of thing, uh, watch Breaking Bad. Yep. <laughs> Watch what happens when you muscle in on someone's territory. It is not good. All right. There you go. Just just get that out of the way. Yep. All right. I could talk about that situation all night, man. There's a lot of possibilities. Rachel Johnson writes in. Hello, Rachel Johnson. What up, Rachel? Do I know Rachel Johnson? That sounds like a familiar name. Where can a girl find some good gaming groups without having to worry about getting hit on all the time? I swear, I walk into a gaming store, and it's like I'm a mythical unicorn that has just entered the store, and everyone has to capture me. Well, Rachel Johnson, you are a mythical unicorn. We love you. We believe you're nothing but sunshine and rainbows. But you should come down and game with us. The, yeah, the the real the, all of us are married, so you just pretty, <laughs> yeah, you pretty much, much just be we're like, locked down. Bro yeah, number bro number five <laughs> oh, six. Sorry. Yeah, so I, I guess it depends on what kind of experience you're trying to derive from your game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're you know a seasoned veteran, um, and you're looking for other seasoned veterans to play with to play, you know, to do something more serious, um, your best bet would probably be try. Oh, um, I don't want to say internet forums. That's usually a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that um, makes it worse. Joe. Yeah, that does. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the game stores in your area often have like looking for groups. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, either on a post-it board or some of them even post their have listings on their websites. Um, I would say start there because I mean th- those are people who are legitimately looking for someone to play with, not necessarily a girl to play with. Yeah, and so. You know, and and you can always have a vetting process where you can you can talk to whoever the game master is beforehand and and give them like a you know twenty minute interview. You know? I have I have such a good idea. Uh, Rachel Johnson, email me at drew at dungeoncrawlersradio dot com, and then when you want to set up an interview with a, a gaming group, I will call in and do the interview for you, so they don't know that you're a girl. <laughs> Amazing. I think it has opened up a whole can of worms. But yeah. I'll do it. Um, um, you know, I mean, there there are several options. You know, there are posts that are normally made. Um, yes, there are some forums out there, and if you do a Google search, you can generally find some of those forums where people are looking. And there, you know, yes, there are some creepy people looking, yeah, and that, it, there it, are it, some good kind of, people. It's kind of the nature of the internet. Yeah, it kind of let every constant. creep yeah. and yeah, I mean, normal person have the same. To be honest, it's the same as. 
any game store. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just depends on the day and who, you, where you walk in. You're either gonna get some really decent My, blokes or, or gals, or you might get some. You're on the gonna get TV people that haven't. Bathed in months. My, but, my I mean, wife, that's how it is every time. My yeah. wife rarely comes to a game store with yeah. me because she's like, I just get stared at all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it, it, it's like that. So here's here's actually my suggestion. My this is my wholehearted she, legit suggestion. Th- really, yeah. what should happen is she should just you know email Amber. Amber will give her some tips yeah. on how to be Amber strong and solid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hook Amber up, hook up with Geek Girls Corp, and yeah, uh, yeah and, she will and maybe, probably more than likely, you could probably find a girl, a group of gamer chicks that you could hang out with. There actually be, are if several. That, yeah, there, if there that's are what you want, them. yeah. But yeah. but I mean, I, that goes to my point. I think, and I challenge you to start your own gaming group, and maybe just pull in friends that you know that maybe they like watching The Hobbit, or maybe they like Star Wars, but they're mm-hmm. they've never gamed before. And why don't you guys find common ground and just go into this together? Yep. Start slow, start small. Um, but you, I mean, some of the friendships that we've all around this table have forged via mm-hmm. our role-playing groups and our gaming groups yep. are lifelong friendships. Yep. Um, so start your own group, and Word. then you can weed out, and you, you just let in the you people. You can weed out the trust. ones you don't want. Yeah. All right, we're going to jump to the next one. All right, number two, number three. So this is a return, the Dallas Gaming Group. Oh, wow. yeah. it is always good to hear from the Dallas hey Gaming guys, Group. Hey, guys, I see you are still around. Sorry to say we kind yes. of uh, stopped listening late last year. That, that hurts my heart. That Aww. Chris guy kind of turned us off to your show. Yeah, he kind of turned me off to the show, uh, too. <laughs> he was just a jerk. Ouch. We are glad to see you're still around and doing the Gamer Forge. And we love Drew. That's, yeah. that's what I said in there. So here is our issue. Our DM is at it again. He has baited us well, and Ooh. we have entered a corrupt chapel in a far-off land. We have fought off many undead zombies, ghouls, skeletons, and other undead creatures. We are too far in and underground to turn around now. But we find ourselves trapped and pitted against a rather nasty lich. Here is the problem. That Our happens. cleric, due to some rather difficult choices he's had to make while in the chapel, has slightly shifted in his alignment, which has put him on the border of his god's favor. So as per our DM, his spells have not been working. The DM rolls his dice to see if the spell works or not. But the roll for success is rather high in our opinion. He has gone from a lawful good alignment to a chaotic good alignment. So uh, with the change of alignment moving two spaces, our DM says there, uh, 75% or higher on the percentile dice needs to be rolled uh, to have the spell succeed. Most often he is rolling under so that our cleric uh, spells, uh, even of the simplest spells, to heal us do not work. Is there something in the rules to stasis, or is the DM being a jerk? Can you help us out here? <laughs> um, really, really none sounds, of none of common column A, a little column B. Oh, it, it sounds like this is a house rule. Yeah, oh, it, oh, to it totally be honest, totally yeah, this is, is full on house rule. But in the same time, I think it's kind of a cool house rule because you know he's he's he has slid from his god's favor, so the spells aren't really working. Yeah, things things shouldn't work. Feasibly, if you lose your God's favor. Yes. Now, I would have to say that this is also kind of uh, metagaming it in, in, in a way that, you know, perhaps these players weren't really planning on doing. Because I've played games where, you know, a person really didn't want to have to deal with, you know, deity enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to just be able to cast spells and do whatever. Yeah. Sure. Which, you know, that's, that's you know, part of the gaming, you know, part of, you know, some of the joys of gaming. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, yeah. I know you guys are uh, uh, very serious, uh, f- very serious group, very serious about your uh, role play side. But uh, yeah, it just kind of seems like a, a f- I wouldn't say full blown dick move, but it, it just <laughs> it's a half blown dick move. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's a it's a half hard move. It's a half hard move. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's, 
setting the it's you know you're going up against a high level a high level undead high level lich. It's kind of it's almost setting up your your campaign. It's almost setting up the group for failure. So. Well, I mean, yes, because they're, they're okay, but, they're, we're, we're hitting on something there. Well, yeah. I don't think he really has set him up for failure because the player has made choices, though. Yes. Yeah. That has but, pushed him but, that but, way. But the, the Dungeon Master has enacted a mechanic, though, that is sort of, you know, that is, and, and that is conducive to the failure of the group. And it's, and it's you know, it kind of seems like, like, I could understand going from being, you know, a lawful good to a, you know, Lawful or not, not to chaotic neutral or not chaotic neutral, but to like true neutral. neutral. Okay. But to go from lawful good to chaotic good, I don't think that's too far of a uh, too yeah. far of a jump to so completely. Uh, lose it really your, depends on the god alignment. If the sure, god is sure. straight uh, lawful well, good, well, like let's like for instance, I guess let's take like Bahamut lawful yeah. good as that is lawful good as it gets. Yeah, and I think it is a um, god good or gold. Yeah, chaotic good. Literal. Yeah, okay. So they're you know they're on the same spectrum of good, good. yeah. But I mean, so that's a, you know that but that's the difference between lawful good and and chaotic good is someone good natured but unpredictable, yeah. And we, someone who is totally predictable and totally good. Boy, well, and so that that, that got, itself it, it's is Superman, it's Batman. You know, Superman doesn't really think everything Batman does is okay, but he's still there. He still helps him out time and time again. So it sounds like the gods like yeah, I'm not really. So I agree I, with your so choices, well, so but we're, I'll, we're, I'll we're still running a long time. Yeah. My uh, my last little say to this is, I like the I like the uh, you know you you mm-hmm. know you've lost your god displeasure, but you know try to give it try to give it uh, give the characters a chance to regain his uh, his uh, his side with the god yeah, or is. lessen the the uh, the punishment. Yeah, it's it's entirely possible they're to just going the to be they're just going to have to rewrite. Or re-roll yeah. the characters. Well, I mean, yeah. the one thing that at least I see that is missing is we don't know if the char- if this player has tried to get his God's favor back. So if so, you are the GM, please let's let's send us an email. Yeah. Info DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. I am so sorry we weren't able to get to the last email in time. There's so two more still. The last oh, two emails. Yeah. We'll get so them. We'll get next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll get them next week. If you are the DM of Dallas Gaming Group, or let us know if you're the one writing in, give us additional information. Just a little bit more, we can, um, we can get and thoughts. then we can give you a more we solid answer. We would love to get both sides of the argument here. So, uh, all right. So, week. very special thanks to uh, to Valerie from FantasyCon and Amber and Joel from the uh, Giving Grinch uh, and cosplay Ge- charity and Geek Girl Corps. That's right. And then uh, so next week we'll be on with Shaylee MacArthur. Shaylee MacArthur talking, talking about, about the unforgivings of. Uh, we, uh, I totally bought her. Anyway, the countdown has made us space out. Yes, <laughs> yes. a little bit there. So uh, until next time, please. Good night, Salt Lake. Good night, world. And as always, get more from your games. Pardon my French, but Cameron is so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up his ass in two weeks, you'd have a diamond. Yeah, Ferris, you're my hero. <laughs> <Alrighty>. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs>